guesses as to who this is. Probably won't guess it anyways. I bet I will. Alright. Did you look at my phone? I'll tell you right now I'm not feeling confident. But I'm hoping at some point is it a song I'm gonna nice. Yeah. Is it a song I'm gonna recognize? No. Is it a name is it a band that I could theoretically guess? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you're a good time with a good time. You're a good time with a good time, buds. Welcome back. Welcome back. Been a grip. It'll be a grip again. But we're back. Better than ever. Got a full episode coming out one of these days. One of these days. As a sentence that plagues us all or something. Any guesses? Can we do kind of a 20 questions sure. game? Sure. Yeah. Are they black? No. Okay. They have been accused of stealing some of the black man's music. Is it from or the style si- of music? Is it from the 60s? 60s is some of it, yeah. Some of the 70s? Yeah. Does anybody ever refer to him as the king? No. Is it more than one? Is it a one man? Like, is it a solo act with a backup band, or is it like a band? It's a band. Oh. Is it Leonard Skinner? Nope. Didn't they get accused of stealing music? Not really. Okay. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Is it Led Zeppelin? No. Damn. Yeah, no, I like. Okay. That checks out. Do I know? Do I know them? Oh yeah. I got nothing. It's the Rolling Stones. Mm. And I just want to say to everybody out there listening. That checks out because you just told me about their good albums. Yeah. And I obviously don't listen to them. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell everybody out there. I have been sleeping on the Stones. Now I knew all their hits, loved their songs. Obviously, their hits, their hits are their hits. Their hits are their hits, but hits aren't always. Celine Dion, <laughs> Celine Dion's got hits. Doesn't mean I like them. I mean, there's a couple good ones. Yeah, those are the hits. Yeah, I never really liked the Rolling Stones because I don't. I've seen Jagger off. Yeah, I've seen him. Fair enough. I'll tell you what. They had a run of albums from. The late 60s to the mid-70s, among them were Sticky Fingers, Exile on Main Street, uh, Let It Bleed, Some Girls. It's a string of top-to-bottom perfect rock and roll albums. I mean, top-to-bottom perfect albums. And I... And while I loved the Stones and I loved their hits and shit. How long are they, the albums, time-wise? Like, hours? hours? The one that that song we just listened to's album is, it was a double album. So it's an hour seven. 
Now, mind you, that's an hour seven for a double album. I'm going to be putting out a singles album that's probably going to be like 58 minutes. Bro, I, I do not like short albums. I don't like them. I'm not a huge... I mean, I get some of the appeal of them. I don't. It's like leaving the people wanting more is kind of I don't thing. yeah, but I don't even like short songs. Like give me a five minute song. All right. That's what I want every time. And I want them to rock out in the middle for what seems like four minutes when you're high and driving your truck. All right. Like give me the fucking ballads all day. Okay. You're gonna get some of that on my album. That's what I'm all about. Alright. I mean that's what I'm all about too. But like the more that I make it, the more that I go. Like in country to, music like, is not enough guitar solos. I agree. And I understand that that's not really like the music style of country music. But I mean, you, their country guitar is pretty big. Yeah, but you can put some sweet solos. Yeah, well, yeah, on the radio. I know, and uh, there's a lot of cool rocking out instrumental parts, and I am excited to get it out there. But uh, yeah, I don't know even who to compare it to. So like, I have no idea to gauge whether it's whether like. People seem to like the songs when I play them acoustic, but when I bring it to a full band, like, what are they going to think? And I don't know, because I can't. there's nothing I could compare it to. Like, it sounds kind of like this, and people dug that. It sounds... Speaking of Doug, sure. Doug compared you to the Black Keys. Doug Stanhope did compare, compare me to the Black Keys. Doug is also the new black guy at work. So there's a fun thing. And actually, Doug compared me to the Black Crows. All right, well, they're black. And Doug is black at work. Black Crows are white. A crow is black. <laughs> I don't think they can do that. That's blackface. It's black crowism at the very least. You think the Jim Crow era? We're talking about the black crow era. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun album. Um, but uh, anyways, as much as I love oh, the Stones black hits, crows. as much as I love the Stones hits, I've been sleeping on their deep cuts. For years, and I am ashamed to admit it. Yeah, I will admit it. <laughs> yeah, I never, I've never looked into them ever. No. Like some of their songs are my favorite songs of all time. Can't you hear me knocking? Is one of my favorite songs of all time. You can't always get what you want. Is one of my favorite songs of all time. But there's that that song that we just listened to, which is mostly just like a sweet like that, and then like weird, just kind of singing. But like yeah. not a lot to it. Pretty mellow. But it still completely fucking kicks ass. Yeah, never never would have guessed Rolling Stones based off how like mellow and chill that yeah. song was. They do like a lot of mellow rock and, and roll. Chill, and dude. Gospel vibes. Some I choirs love, and shit. I love a good gospel. Good gospel music, can't beat it. Good gospel choir. I came up with some uh a couple lines on Arizona, my song Arizona, that in the end where it's just clapping and I'm gonna try to get a bunch of people doing vocals. I came up with this sweet riff on the guitar. I'm going to have somebody play on, like, two fiddles. Not at the same time, mind you. They're going to have to record two separate takes. But it's going to be two separate fiddles doing this really cool line. So it's going to be big. What do you mean not at the same time? What do you mean? So, like, you know how Boston... The band Boston. <laughs> no, I know, I know who you're, what you're feeling. Yeah. Where did we used to sing that? Was that rock band or did we used to karaoke that? I think that was rock band. It had to have been. I think we karaoke it once. But we also did foreplay. Was it foreplay and whatever the fuck you just said? Yeah. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. More than a feeling. More than a feeling. I mean, it had to have been because there's no other reason I would know that song. Yeah. But goddamn, if that wasn't the best time of all time. But I'm going to do what they did band. with Boston. Yeah. And Corbin. I'm going to do what they did with Boston, but I'm going to do it with fiddles. What do they do? So, okay. So what do they do in Boston? Because we got on a tangent about rock band and we didn't actually compare. What okay. What Boston did. It's so you think of the solo. Boston. There's a second guitar and it's doing a harmony line. So it's two guitars playing at the same time doing a harmony line. You know what a harmony line I is. I know. I know. But I can't just like hear what you're talking about in my head, mm-hmm. like in real time. And I don't, I know what a harmony line is. They're both playing at the same time. Yeah. But how does it two go? Two different notes. Oh, so okay. two notes that come together. Because the, there's a melody line and a harmony line. <laughs> Dude, I feel like you're literally explaining an NFL playbook to me right now, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. You know that that's a fucking guard pull past the eight holes. <laughs> you know it. Dude, if you told me... We've been me, running these drills for months. If you told me that there was a guard pull on the fucking guitar string, I would believe you. <laughs> that's what we call a guard pull. That you pull the G-O and out, and that's a guard pull. I don't I'm gonna know. come up with a sweet guitar trick called a guard pull. <laughs> Anyways. The so Rolling Stones are very good. <laughs> so they're going to be playing two notes that blend together on a fiddle. Yeah. With a church choir clapping and singing? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a guitar also, or just fiddles? I don't know. I might. You ready for this? I might overdub. A guitar line on top of those, maybe just like kind of to thicken it up, but I don't know. I'd have to listen to it. What I'll probably do is record the two fiddles, then I'll record the guitar part as well, and then I'll just have whoever's running the board run it with the guitar and then mute the guitar and just hear the two and then just compare and contrast. Put it on a loop, listen to it a few times. Who going gonna, A, B, A, B, A, B, you know what I mean? Who are you going to get to play the fiddle? This See if a, I can get Kevin to do it. This is a sensitive topic. I don't want to. What about, uh, didn't Redbeard play the fiddle? No. What about um, that fucking douche guy who's from so 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 whatever the fuck? I haven't seen him since Scott Lauren broke up. But he played a good fiddle, didn't he? He did, but I think, but especially the way that Kevin plays. But I forgot Kevin played fiddle, and I like Kevin. Well, and Kevin... Uh, you think we could hang out with Kevin? No. I think he's a busy guy. And I don't think he's at a point in his life where he's just looking to chill on the roof. I like Kevin. I like Kevin, too. He looks like Thornberry. If anybody knows like Nigel what Thornberry. Nigel Thornberry looks like, that's Kevin. Yeah. Different Kevin. Different Kevin. There's two Kevins. There's at least, I know four Kevins. There's a Kevin on a job site, Kevin Mata. I know five. Oh, I, I still only know four Kevins. Nevertheless. Um, Nevermore. The oh, Kevin. Kevin is a good fiddle player, and yeah. he could do the lines really well. I think he's got the right touch. He's a little more classical with it, and that's going to be kind of more. It's not going to be a classical sound, but that's the technique that's going to be wanted for these notes. Sure. I don't. I can't tell if I'm doing too much. That's always tough. I don't think there's any way to tell that, but I think if you like, you just. Make it how you want it to sound. And that's what I'm shooting for. And then if it, if it sounds like you're doing too much, hopefully like somebody will tell you you're doing too much, 
Yeah. Or hopefully your producer or whatever will, like, somebody, like, you have to get somebody to mix it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably give you some advice as well. Yeah. You just have to steer clear of the pop country where it'll get your famous advice. Yeah. Because that's not... Here's how the thing. Sturgeon, I that's know. That's not how Sturgill did it. That's not how Sturgill did it. That's not how Eric like, Church did it. No. It's not how Whiskey Myers did it. No. It's not how Cadillac 3 did it. No. That's not how anyone good did it. That's how Luke Combs did it. Yeah. That's how Eric Church, or that's how Chris Young did it. Yeah. There's a uh, sweet Jimmy Buffett song that I ran across the other day that I hadn't really listened to lyrics before. It's called Making Music for Money. Sure. And the whole, the end of the uh, hook is I'm not going to make my music for money I'm going to make my music for me and then partway into the second verse they talk about why don't you try to write songs that turn the people on and he goes turning the people on sounds great but what happens when they turn on me for basically giving up yeah. sort of artistic credibility it's a sweet fucking Buffett song yeah Buffett's further great. adding to how great Jimmy Buffett is Buffett as I grow older has grown on me quite a bit Huh? Buffett, as I've grown older, has grown on me quite a bit. You just find out how much I, more he gets it? Yeah, like, I, every once in a while on my truck, I'll throw on a Buffett song, and it's just a good vibe. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like Buffett. I don't yeah. listen to him a lot, and I don't listen to a lot of his songs, but I listen to um, Changes in Attitude a lot and Son of a Son of a Sailor a lot. Son of a Son of a Sailor is such a good song. It's such a good song. I mean, Bob Dylan named him one of his favorite songwriters. It's a big deal. Who the fuck is Bob Dylan to decide he wrote fucking Rolling Stone Never Grows Moss or whatever? Any roads must a man walk down where you can call him <coughs> What does that even mean? It's a song. I. Well, how many roads must a man walk down before you can call him a man? Zero? Yeah, that's not what makes a man. It depends how long those roads What are. makes a man? I wouldn't be a man. <laughs> Shout out to Josh Turner. Uh, sure. Coronavirus is over. Oh, yeah, it's over big time. Even Oregon has reduced, removed, revoked their mask mandate. You know who hasn't, though? No one. California schools. Uh, <laughs> of course. I know. Best and brightest. But, yeah, at least Oregon did it. But, like, everybody back home, like, they're talking about the masks come off March 12th or whatever it was. And it's like, that's awesome. It's ridiculous. We've been living in the future. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they had to wait that long. Because we so, haven't had masks for a year. We're so progressive down here. We're just a little bit brighter than those that lead in Oregon. Well, people just don't give... People have a real cavalier attitude down here. They're living in the desert. Yeah. They don't really give a fuck. Like, it's a vibe. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we chose to live here because we kind of didn't want you here. Like, that's yeah. kind of the vibe from people from here, which there's not a lot of because other people have. There's not a lot of except in the music scene. In the music <coughs> scene, everybody, it's like, oh, I grew up in Mesa. I grew up in AJ. I grew up in... <coughs> well... Pine. Yeah. But that's also like you're in the music scene. That's a very local scene. Like, it's true, but like at the same time, why would a bunch of people move here and a bunch of people moving here not 
maybe be musicians. Because like. they probably go to Nashville. They probably think that they just go right to Nashville and they make it big. Or they think they go to Texas. Or they think they go to Colorado. Like, same reason we kind of chose here. Yeah. I was like, this fits our vibe. Or they think, you know, Nashville's, they're just going to go to Nashville and make it big. Or they think they're just going to go to Austin and then work their way to Nashville. Like, people don't, or maybe they move to L.A. and think that they're going to make it in L.A. Like, people move wherever yeah. people are where they think they can sell their music. We just chose Phoenix, which is kind of sweet because, not to say, like, that there's less talent here, but there's less, like, there's so many gigs to play yeah. if you're good. Yeah. There's a lot of spots to fill because there's not that many people here. Yeah, I mean everybody sort of knows that. So you can make a pretty good community. name in Phoenix and then take that with you where wherever you like when you get to that level. It's a good spot to develop. Yeah, because then you have a reputation in Phoenix and a lot of people came from Phoenix. Yeah. And Phoenix has a good sound. Like when people hear like desert country, they know what they're hearing. So Phoenix has a good reputation, I would imagine. Yeah. For like having talent and then you take it to fucking Austin or then you take it to Denver and like and then you you work your way to Nashville or whatever or at this point you don't even really need Nashville you just have to get the right record release yeah and like the right like publicity basically yeah and then it's it's crazy because seven short years ago I was in Nashville yeah, I moved. I went there pursuing a dream. I moved back, worked on the farm for four or five years, and thought like, "Am I ever going to move somewhere else?" And then now we've been here, and the music's going great. Yeah, like it's crazy yeah. how much happens just like, in not that much time when you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like me and Russ were just like, "Hey, we're moving to Phoenix. Like, you want to come?" And you're like, Let's "I'll think. It I'll think about it." And then you just like text us, "Me, yeah, I'm in." Like, yeah, yeah. Why you the don't fuck? miss that opportunity? No, could you imagine if I moved here with just Russ? Be different. It would be way different. I wonder what that would be like. Oh my goodness! I might be dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, and like that would mean that I'd be back in Oregon still. Which would be weird. <laughs> would be weird as fuck. If I was back in Oregon. And I'm not saying it's because of me. I think it's the combination. But if I was back in Oregon, would Harrison and Fluff have moved? No. Not necessarily just because of me, but just because of they still we were the bigger we were a bigger yeah. chunk of the group. You, me, and Russ. Yeah. That like pulled them away. Yeah. And if we had just one other person on the other side of the scale. Yeah, and it's just me and Russ down here, and it's you three up there. Yeah. And it's like plus like, Tyler plus. All yeah. the other guys. Devin. Yeah. Like. Everyone. It would be different. It would, it would be, be way different. It was just you two that moved here. I mean, we'd be like coming down, I'm sure, a lot, but like. I was so, I was so glad that Russ was down because I knew if Russ was legitimately down, we could get you to come because like, why not? Yeah. It's like, you can always go back to the farm, but why not go try to do something like, same reason I wanted to move here. It's like, yeah. let's just go and see what happens. And, like, why the fuck not? Why not? Yeah. No, it was uh, a good call. Plus, we did it 
smartly right before the pandemic. Yeah. And we did. We moved to a way better state. Worked completely through the pandemic, both of us. The entire time. Never got a day off because of COVID. Yeah. No, not one day. <laughs> not one day. Got that STEMI money? Got that. Which is not really fucking us. It really is. I don't. I mean, I can't blame it all on the STEMI money, but it's not helping. No. The, uh, as we're recording this, for those hearing it 200 years in the future when you're dissecting the masterpiece that we've created, uh, it's important to realize that gas right now is $4.59.99 most places. Yeah. 40 year span though, or 40 cent span though, like 140 bones to fill up my truck the other day. Sweet. Learn a dune. That is a lot of money. It's a lot of coin. It's a lot of coin. <laughs> yeah. Tax returns going straight to fuel. That is a bummer. I mean, it's all a bummer. Like, the fucking food prices are absolute Jeremy Lin sanity. Like, meat? Meat. Through the roof. Gas is terrible. Meat is fucking expensive. Beer? Same price. Relatively steady. Even like uh, Keep coffee. Like Co- you get yeah. it from Starbucks has gone up like 60 cents. I don't do that, so. I do that. I don't. You know what I get? Coffee is like the one. I get one. a venti iced Americano, because that's as hard as it gets. And I put no, a you and don't. then I put a splash of heavy cream in. I've seen what you get. I get a splash of heavy cream. No. I'm saying on a regular day. Sure. On a Sunday. On a Sunday, sure. I'm going to get myself a caramel ribbon crunch sure. frappuccino, sure. baby. Sure. And I've got no problem You're saying that. You're a sweet tart, tart, tart ass, bud. I've got no problem admitting it. I love getting fucking douched. love getting a Dutch Bros. Fucking large, sna- large blended Snickers. Fucking put it in me. My order one time at work. But not during the week. So I've never gotten addicted to coffee like I like caffeine in the morning, but oh I don't. Ha- but I don't have to have it. But sure. like I've never like coffee, kind of like chewing tobacco for you. Just never. I don't care. Just never grab it. Yeah, I'll drink coffee, but I don't give a fuck. I don't like. I need my coffee. Yeah. But when I'm at work, they go to this place called Badass Coffee, and they sometimes pick up coffee for anyone who wants it. And I, now I, the first time I ordered it, I was fucking super tired. So I was like, give me something with a lot of caffeine. So they got me an iced Americano with four shots of espresso. Nice. And so now that's what I get every time. Because it fucking got me jacked up. It does the work. Yeah, I was fucking ready, dude. <laughs> I never thought that, like, I was... I think I'm addicted to the ritual of coffee more than coffee itself. Because, like, coffee... That's what I tell myself about cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> we are creatures of habit, Kevin. But I, unless I drink like a bunch of coffee, a bunch of coffee will give me the jitters and then fucking make me all spazzy. But like. It's an overdose. Yeah, but like just a cup of coffee doesn't do it for me. So I don't know if it's an addiction to the actual caffeine or not. But sometimes. You're addicted to sitting in a line. Here's what I'll do. I'll get a large iced coffee. I think it's got like four or five shots in it. And then I bring that to work with me, right? Sure. But then before in I a Starbucks go out, cup, or you pour it in a Starbucks, Starbucks cup. All right. 
I don't at least you're, yeah, at least you own it. It's hard to say, get this feet. Sure. But dude. then I uh, so I put that in the truck. But then before I leave, there's usually a coffee pot on. I pour myself at work. You get another coffee. Well, hold on. Well, you hold. This on. is this is the secret here. It's like a 16 ounce cup, styrofoam cup. Fill it up about, I'd say, I don't know, 40, 45%. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fill it up with just enough cold water to cool it down. And then I just slam it. It's, it's a shotgun blast of caffeine to get my day going. And then I sip on the other coffee. Are they both hot? No. The one's always a nice coffee. No, and the other one starts as a hot coffee. Yeah. Yeah, nice. The okay. other one starts Ice coffee's the way to go. Ice I, I never really liked coffee until I got a hold of iced coffee. Ice coffee doesn't And go. if I'm getting a coffee, I'm getting an iced coffee. Yeah. I'm fucking bougie like that. I know that. Know? Yeah. I'm getting an iced coffee. The first iced coffee I was ever really introduced to, which is not even coffee, it's more of a milkshake. Was the Snickers blended from Star, yeah, dude, that's from so Dutch good. Bros. It's it's magical. We got it last weekend. Yeah, and it was great. I get it. it always hits. I go to Dutch Bros on a Sunday. It always hits. I usually get the caramelizer now on ice, not blended. Yeah. Because I'm not a big blended. Really? No. Nah. Blended is the absolute. No, I like it iced. I like iced. I like it on ice. Okay. So I can fucking chug it. That's no, I want to, like, fucking enjoy no, it. No, I want to fucking chug that shit straight in my veins. No way. Yeah, sometimes I... But you got to blend it with this weekend. Yeah, and it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But you'll notice I didn't quite finish it because it was just that. ice at the bottom, and I'm not going to... Take it all the way to the bottom. No, Why'd you get it without whipped cream, you fag? I don't like whipped cream. You don't like whipped cream. What the <laughs> fuck does that even mean? I don't put whipped cream on pie. You are a psychopath. I don't like it. Unless I just like that is absolute madness, and I refuse to hear it. <laughs> what do you mean? Fuck you. Pie and ice Fuck cream. You pie and ice cream on board. Pie and whipped cream. Anything in whipped cream? Not for me, dude. Dude, I need you to get on the local bus, go forty miles, get off, turn left, and fuck off because that is ridiculous. I need a fucking beer. That is ridiculous. I'm I not don't a, like whipped cream. I'm not a whipped cream guy. Wow. Do, do you also not like puppies? Do you not like? Sunshine? That's not, no. What do you want to know if I want? Your bottle? You want some of this? You want your bottle? I'll take a little bit. I'll take a little more, more, you know, a little other splash. Whipped cream, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, weigh in on our Good Time of Bud's Twitter. Cats because that's all right. Weigh in on the Good Time of Bud's Twitter. Whipped cream or no whipped cream. We need to make a poll. That's how you really get followers. We need to make a poll. All right. Whipped cream or no whipped cream. I'll take a poll. I can't believe you don't like whipped cream. Well, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't do, it doesn't, I don't care. I'm not going to go through the effort of that. Shut up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you guys what we're drinking right now. Kevin, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Big Blue Van. Big Blue Van. Flagstaff. Um, I don't know the name of the brewery. Oh, Lake Havasu, not Flagstaff. Lake Havasu Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that girl from the other night. Sure. That party. She said Big Blue Van was her favorite. That's when I knew I was in love. The blonde girl. Mm-hmm. She got a boyfriend. That's what she told everybody else. I, on the other hand, am drinking. 
Tullamore Neat. Uh, that's an Irish whiskey from 1820. I said 1821. It's from 1829. Wow. And it comes from the town of Tullamore. But what's interesting is like Tullamore Dew. Like you would think that that dew refers to this is how sweet the dew is that settles on the grass at Tullamore. That went a little kind of different than Scottish. <laughs> or Irish, rather. It's Irish whiskey. Sorry. But the dew is actually initials for the guy who made it. I don't remember what his name is. Del D. But his name, his initials are D-E-W. Nice. Do the dew. Well, you got to do the dew. You got to do the D-E-W, which is the Tullamore dew. You got to do... Anyways, it's a quality little product. You got to do the dew. And I'm drinking it neat. I've never been a neat guy. Well, like I said, I never was before either. But then I started going on like some different whiskey taster, you tasting things. And you sort of you learn to actually sip on it, but like really taste all the complexity of it. It's pretty enjoyable. To take this, I know that sounds douchey. To I know. take this from a sophisticated turn to a debaucherous turn. Sure. Remember when we did the whiskey flights before our flight? To, with Russ? Yeah, we went. Right, we were going to San Diego, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe, San, no, San Francisco to see Fergani. I think it was the first time when I blacked out at the airport and was talking shit to that cop. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah, I think we did whiskey a whiskey flight at um, in, port, in the Portland yep. Airport early in the morning. Yep. Smart. Always. Uh, at, a, at a local spirit. It must have been Hood River or something. Oh, no. I think Pendleton? No, I think it was Hood River. Hood River? Yeah. We did like six shots. Yeah. Just like that. Just straight. Yeah, and then we got two doubles on the plane. <sighs> I fell asleep, and then they handed me another drink. Yep. But I couldn't get a double. I could only get one. Try it. Be responsible. And then we got in Fergani's <laughs> truck, and he was like, you guys reek like booze. Okay, see, but that's San Diego, because I was also mixing stories, because... Oh, that... yeah, that was San Francisco. In... That was San Francisco. Yeah. We got in an Uber, and I don't remember the Uber, and then we went to the bars, and I don't remember the bars. What did we do when we got... Yeah. What did we do when we got to San Francisco? We went in an Uber, and I don't remember. That's... Okay. That's the one it was. That was when we did the whiskey shots, is the one that I don't remember. I don't remember some of that, too, because I remember that next day when we met up with Fergani in the in the hotel. Yeah, that was... I remember uh, feeling like absolute dude. And I don't remember going to a hotel. I thought I was going to wake up in Fergani's house. Yeah. And we woke up in a hotel, and I had no fucking clue what was going on. I was like, we got to walk to the convenience store. And Fergani's like, we're not at my house. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was a bummer. That was when we went to the... That was with Patty. That yeah. With, that was with regular Patrick. Regular Patrick. Shout out, not, shout out. Shout out regular Patrick. There is not enough time to go to all the places I want to go to. Like, I want to go visit Russ. I want to go visit Fergani. Like, have Russ meet us down there, too. I want to go visit Patty. I want to go visit Patty. Although, I feel like Patty's more would come visit here. We can't go visit our friends in serious relationships. <laughs> No. We don't belong there. No. They have to get away from the girls and come visit come here. here because that's the only way anything's going to get done. That's great, though, because then I don't have to take time off. Exactly. They come here. So, Patty, get your ass over here. You know what, Fergani? That goes for you, too. Fergani, I know you're in Phoenix probably fucking eight times a year. Come say hi. Yeah, you can't just text us once you're in town yeah. and it's 8 p.m. at night on a regular night. Let us know. Give Let us, us like plan. Two days heads up. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? Buddy? I don't think it is. Son of a bitch. 
Naranga set. Any more questions? Any more questions? So that can, that all came from getting douched. That all came from Dutch Bros. Yeah, it's true. God, how great is that? Yeah, because you don't like whipped cream. <laughs> I really don't. Sickening. I really don't. Sickening. I don't know. Okay. Care. All right. I don't care for it. I don't care for you. Broncos got Russell Wilson, huh? Yeah, we did. The Beavers might get JT Daniels, huh? And the Beavers just got a four-star running back. Yeah, from Georgia. Damian something from Georgia. Which J- means... Jamian? Something like that. Careful, buddy. I'm not going to say... <laughs> not even a try. Nice try, dude. You can't fucking get me. Got to get up pretty early in the morning to get past all A.B. Sweeney. You can take that to the bank. Uh, that's good fun. But things are looking early. Up. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? Things are looking up for your teams. Things are looking up for my teams. I know. Like over the course of the next five years, like this could be one of the best sports runs that I've got to experience in a while. Hold on. However, Broncos. think about it. The Broncos have won a Super Bowl. I know, and they won it in right before the Bees became Fiesta Bowl champions. No, the Broncos won one with Peyton Manning. Well, that too. But we also won one in 99? In 99? 98 and 99. Yeah, Joe, John Elway went back to back and then... Yeah, 98 and 99. Out. And then 2000 fucking Fiesta Bowl. That was a great run for me. That was a great run. So for you. this is poised to be another Parallel, great run. Parallel, yeah. Now Peyton Manning obviously do doing well in 2015, but the 50th think, Super Bowl was great. But the Beavs were trash. Do you we think Gary Anderson? Do you at the time. think Russell Wilson is good enough to win a Super Bowl with you guys? Yeah, you do. I even I when even though I didn't league. like him on the Seahawks, like I didn't like the Seahawks. Well, that's because that you don't like the Seahawks. Yeah, that's not a Russell. Well. But it's Mr. Wilson, Wilson, Mr. He's a douche. Like, I think he's a fucking tard. He got but Sierra, though. I, there may be episodes of this podcast where I've, it's documented that I still said, I like him as a player. Me the too. guy makes yeah. things he happen. He makes things happen. And so, he's better than Aaron Rodgers in that sense. Yeah. Been to as many Super Bowls, won as many Super Bowls, lesser teams. Both. Well, his defense was elite. Defense was good. But I think, yeah. I yeah. The Legion of Boom. <coughs> Wasn't that the Legion For, of Boom? Yeah, former Beef. Cornerback. Uh, Brown, Clark, Clark, and Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark. One of those guys, maybe? Brandon Browner. Brandon Browner. Former B, Brandon Browner was their cornerback in the Legion of Boom. Fucking go, Beefs. Yeah. So, I always said that about him, though. It's just like, that guy's a playmaker. And our baseball team looks great this year. Baseball team looks great. Hold on, I want to talk about Russell Wilson for just a hot... Yeah, no, yeah, keep going. So, I think that he did look like he was fading with this last year with the Seahawks. Yeah. But I think that's a Seahawks thing. Yeah, they are trash. I think you get him they a fresh team. They also released Bobby Wagner. Like, they're yeah. they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. Yeah, they're going to... And with Pete Carroll, who's 1,000, I don't understand that. Yeah. But they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding, and 
there's something about a new team that I think is reinvigorating to an older quarterback. Well, and he's in fucking Denver, and what is Russell Wilson the best at? Deep bombs. Deep bombs, yeah. Throwing them right That's in people's... True. Like, literally, just like, he just drops it in there. It hits... The top of the Superdome. Literally. And it lands in the It's insane. And so in Denver, it's just going to be even easier for him. And he's got a great receiving core. Great receiving core. And he's got a great great running running back. back. He's got great running backs, a great O-line finally. Yeah, solid defense. And a good young defense. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Now he just has to beat Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. That's all he's got to do. And Joe Burrow. And Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It could be done. Like, you just, like, ah. I don't know. I think the Broncos have been itching for it, though. No, they, I think they're going to come out hot, like, out of the gate hot. And they're a well-run organization. Like, they, they, when they're good, they are, like, solid. And they they typically live up to their expectation on, like, the Browns or something. Yeah, we got a new coach. Who? Um, Oh. Fucking, what's his name? I think he's another defensive guy, though. Is that right? I think so. I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure he's a defensive guy from fucking... I mean, it's a lot I of... I want to say Arizona, University of Arizona. I don't think so. <laughs> we, I remember talking about this, and I remember you said who it was, and I was like, that's definitely what it was. He's a bald white guy. Yeah. Trying to be Matt LaFleur for Sexy's Coach. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Got a fun personality. He's got a fun personality. and um, He means business, though. Yeah. I don't try to take shortcuts. Well, and, guy. like, I'm way happier. Like, there's Very obviously going to be some you. turmoil with <coughs> the fact that it's a new coach and a new quarterback and assist. Like, Yeah. But at, but at the same time, might as well push a hard better. reset. And, it's also yeah. better than him coming to Vic Fangio because Vic Fangio can fucking shove it right Yeah, and ass. it's like if you're going to fucking make a hard reset, if you're going to take make a reset, make a hard reset and just yeah. get coaching quarterback, figure out what you're Well, and doing it with a veteran quarterback. Yeah. A and, Super Bowl winner. Yeah. Mm. Technically. Marshawn Lynch, but whatever. Marshawn Lynch time. But let's talk about Beaver baseball. They are. Let's well, skip I over just, Beaver basketball. I was just yeah. I was just saying that they're good. We went to a couple games. I went to a couple games. You went to one game. They fucking look good. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Shutouts. Well, and I'm fucking not gonna lie to you. Big margins. I might go to more baseball games by myself. Yeah. When the Diamondbacks are playing or something, it's so it's so relaxing, because I like I really like baseball. Yeah. And like you, you're good to go to baseball with because you're a very chill guy. But going to baseball with Fluffy and Harrison sucks. <laughs> it's like, dude, chill out and watch the game. What are they trying to do? They're trying to talk and just do things. And like, let's go over there. Let's go check out this. Let's go. It's just like, no, let's sit here and let's watch the game for three hours and not do anything else. Yeah. Like that's literally for a beer. That's literally what me and you did. We went there. We got beers. We sat in the same seats and, and we, we got watched beers and nachos. The, went back to the seats and watched the game. Yeah, we didn't have assigned seats. We went back to our seats yeah. and watched the game. They were perfect seats. So for baseball, baseball is way more interesting if you actually watch it. Yeah, like it as much as like it's the whole just kind of atmosphere. Like you hang out, and you watch a ball game. Like if you're actually watching it. It's way more. It's fun. interesting because like if either you're the pitchers kind of paying attention, then it's just then another it's guy is at yeah. the plate and it's fucking nothing. But like if you're watching a pitcher just fucking deal, yeah. So many people in the audience are bored, but yeah. I'm fucking glued to my seat because yeah. the pitcher is fucking dealing. Yeah. 
Like, that, that's what I want to see. I want to see this guy get as many strikeouts as he can. Like, could you imagine being at a no-hitter? That'd be Or sick. a perfect game? That would be insane. Yeah, by the ninth inning, like... Even if your team is getting no-hit, you're rooting for the no-hitter. It's Because sick. you're at the game. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, that's, not a pro- that's not a thing that happens with the Beavs, though, because they got so many dingers. Yeah. They just kept hitting balls. And Literally. Getting, they were getting bunt, triples. They were getting bunt base hits. They were getting, they were getting triples. They were hitting triples, like, more than a couple in one, one game. Guy, I think one guy had two. That's Triples are so hard to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, like, it helps watch the Beavs because we're so great. Yeah, and they were scoring, like, double-digit runs. Yeah. So it was, like, fun, action-packed. It was all action-packed. Just constantly, like, you can fucking make it. Just keep running. Like, yeah. That was fun. I would definitely go to another Beavs game. They're going to play Arizona State at some point. Yeah. Go to Tucson for a Saturday game. Ooh. That'd be fun. Take the old diesel once they get her all shined up. Yeah. You think we spend the night in Tucson? I think so. Yeah. I got to spend the night in Tucson here on Monday. Here's what we'll do. Have to go to a military base. Hold on real quick. Yep. I may have to share the room with another man. An inmate? That I don't know. An inmate? Not this time. No. I mean, actually, I guess I don't know that because half the people I work with are like a bunch of the people in the company. It's like they all had a bunch of previous. Priors. My fa- one we of my all favorite got guys in the world, Mark. Prison for 10 years, but he's one of my favorite people. Yeah, I mean, I don't judge a guy for prison time. I don't either. I think I got family members that did prison time. Everybody's got a few. Love them. Love them. Family. <laughs> um, anyways, what were you saying? Oh, but I may have to just... They they said that the Netsian guys... I don't know how they run their hotel. You may be staying with somebody else. I was really hoping for just being able to go have one night, take like a bunch of edibles, and just chill out. You could. I could. That's true. <laughs> Ooh. Should make a game out of it. It's like, wow, you guys' driver's really spacey. But uh, that's what I like to do in a hotel. Yeah. Is just like have a bunch of edibles and like nobody's going to knock on my door. And you could just, just take a bunch and then put on a weird movie. Yeah. I like getting high in hotel rooms. It's fun. But what we're going to do is we're going to get a cheap hotel room in Tucson after okay. a baseball game. Yep. We're going to get trashed. Sure. We're going to go out and celebrate all around Tucson about the Beavers' baseball victory. Yeah. After they beat U of A, who I don't even know if they're good at baseball. Constantly playing O-State ballers. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's going to hit a lot less if Arizona wins the basketball national championship. Nah, that's still good for us. That's Pac-12. I, I don't it is Pac-12. I don't, I don't have a problem Arizona. with that in general. I don't hate Arizona. But I'm saying it's going to be harder to talk shit. To Arizona fans in okay, Tucson, but here's the thing about Arizona. when they just won here's the championship, the thing about Arizona. I would like for them to win. Here's the thing about Arizona: they never win. The, they're a lot like Gonzaga in that way. They never win the championship. They never, like even, really they never even make the Final Four. I don't even think they usually make the Elite Eight. If I'm being honest, I think Sean Miller only made the Elite Eight once. Really? I think so. He's not their coach anymore. They got a new guy, but they notoriously choke early. Well. Uh, unlike the Beavs, who get in once every 20 years and make the Elite Eight. And then next and year, then win the worst three season games. in history. Literally. But. 
Fucking beefs. Classic beefs. We did make it to the Elite Eight. God, that was so fun. That was the best. That was so fun. Every win was so fun. I was in a hotel room watching the Houston game when we lost. I remember I was calling you. We I called, called yeah. Devin. And we came back in the second half. Like we, You called me at halftime and we were like, fuck this, yeah. dude. It's not even fun. But I told you we're going to come back yeah. and we then we're going to talk about it. We tied this. it. Yeah. And then we just ended up losing. Yeah, I remember it exactly. Johnny Hunt hit a sweet three to tie it. And then after that, we just couldn't keep up. That was in, like, the last, like, fucking minute. I like how your cat's just sleeping right there. Oh, yeah. But we're both in here, so she's going to be in here. My cat's funny that way. Like, she wants to be around people, but... But she doesn't really want... Doesn't really want you. Yeah. She doesn't really want you to touch her. No. The place where you'll get the most cat action is if you're sitting in the black chair. Yeah, because that's her chair. Yeah. So if you're in it, she's like, I'm going to sit She'll hop up on your lap. If you're on the couch... Nah, yeah, you can try kind of coax her in for a minute, but it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to get her. But she will definitely. <laughs> yeah, she's slippery. It's hard to get her. <laughs> Ukraine <laughs> <laughs> going well. I don't know. <laughs> Ukraine, what a bummer. What a bummer. We don't have to go deep in on it. Because all I know is, no matter who's releasing the information, it's all not the actual information. It sounds like Ukraine's kind of winning. That's what I've heard too, but who knows if that's true. Well, but like, it doesn't even matter if they're winning. Like, they're probably obviously losing. But like, Russia thought they were just going to go in there and kick their ass. I do like and that. And the fact that they're not is pretty satisfying. I like that a lot. And it's like, it's almost at the point where it's like, all right, Russia, like, knock it off or we're going to come put it into this because you're looking pretty sad and pathetic right now. Could you imagine if Putin was walking down like a dark alleyway and on the other side he saw Joe Biden <laughs> all shaky? Well, he doesn't want to fight Trump, so maybe fight Vladimir Putin. Well, listen here, mister. What's your this name? is how we used to solve problems back in the 20s. What's your name again, Buster? <laughs> like, come on, man. Would you just shut up? <laughs> Joe Biden is dumb as hell. He's got dementia. But luckily, think, luckily, if he goes down, we got a really strong fight. Do you think the government is keeping him alive? Because yeah. I think it's drugs and... I think I 100% Yeah, think I think they're, they're pumping him full everything. of shit to keep him alive. Yeah. There's no like, way Like, they have to do that for the president anyway. There's no way that like, guy would be alive. Just keeping the president alive is their number one thing. There's no way that guy would be alive on his own. No. His body would shut. He's gonna... He's gonna... He's gonna fucking get signed out of the Oval Office and die. He's gonna keel over. Yeah. And Trump is going to be sworn back in. (laughs) (laughs) The way it was supposed to be. Before the Democrats. (laughs) Give his Twitter back, boys. He's the president again. (laughs) We told you. (laughs) Grow up. This is America. (sighs) I just remember like uh, it was like a year and a half ago. And Time magazine put out their cover, and they had Joe Biden with his signature aviators on, and Putin was in the crosshairs, and it's like, that's the fucking dumbest, most what inaccurate does that thing. What even mean? 
I've ever seen. Dude, you know who I intellectually respect, but I also think is sort of an idiot? Ian. <laughs> I should have been more specific. Sam Harris. Yeah. So I think Sam Harris is a smart guy. I think he makes some valid points. <coughs> at the same time, when Joe Biden got elected, he tweeted out. Now, granted, he took it back publicly, which I respect. He basically admitted to being an idiot. But he tweeted right when he got elected that finally the adults are back in the room. And then like three months later, maybe five months, he had to be like, he quote tweeted it. And he was like, look, sometimes we all got to admit when we're wrong. (laughs) The adults are back in the room. Can you imagine? This guy? And so it's like, I think he's a smart guy, but that seems so obvious from the second he got elected that when somebody who you really think is a smart person is like, finally, the adults are back, basically the highest compliment you could pay for, like, they're giving me peace of mind. These people really are handling it. Yeah. And then you see like, Joe Biden shaking yeah. around. Like, finally, somebody have confidence in to get this country back where it needs to be. <laughs> it's like Joe Biden comes out there to fucking Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys love this song. <laughs> you fucking spicks. I didn't say it. He did. Look it up. Yeah, can we get a drop on that? That'd be a fun one to be able to hit the button and have that come up every time you want it to. It'd be sweet to have a drop board. Yeah. We just say spicks. So for those of you not in the know, a drop board is those crazy, those crazy wacky radio shows. Hey, it's Wacky Dave and Crazy Steve in the morning. Dip shit, the butt fuck, butt fuck in the morning. <laughs> That's a little inside baseball for those of you who've never been out. Super Deluxo Kid. Super Deluxo Kid in the sweet tart tart ass. In the morning. In the morning. But you'd hit the, and somebody would have a fun quote during the show, and you'd hit a button, and then you could use it all the time. Just like drop it where yeah, you want. Like a quote drop. Like a fucking quote it's a drop. a quote drop. You could even take it, like quotes from movies and cut drop them. Just fucking. Whatever what we have do. fail. What we have here, the failure to communicate. That's a, That's in a movie. Sure. Anybody out there ever watched the movie Lone Star State of Mind? Seen it twice. I don't even. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. But everybody who listens I've to this podcast is coming as a genuine recommendation. Yeah. Well, everybody who listens to this would podcast would love this movie. If you have some free time, look <coughs> up the movie Lone Star State of Mind. It stars the kid from Mighty Ducks. So if you see him as a star character, that's the right one. It's a great movie. You'll know him when you see him. He looks like the kid from Mighty Ducks. Shout out to Devin. Shout out to Mighty Ducks. What a muffin you got. I've still never seen that. That's crazy to me. I've never seen What a Muffin You Got, Devin. You gotta fucking find that video before you die, which is probably sooner than we all want to admit. I've probably seen that movie. What a muffin you got? I'd say at least six times. What a muffin you got? Yeah. Because we used to watch it quite a bit, because like it was legitimately... The whole movie wasn't that funny, but legitimately, Devin's part, Star's part was kind of funny, but like Devin's part was legitimately super funny. Why? Because it was because it was Devin playing an annoying kid. So he was at home. He didn't have to do any training. He didn't have to go to any acting coaches. 
But he does that thing where when Devin gets mad, and he just, I don't know, you know what? <laughs> like it, he, he did that as his little kid getting pissed off about this guy not paying for whatever. You think that's why he does that to this day? Is because it worked for him that one time? Probably, yeah. Just a, t- just a... Peaked in sixth grade. That was sixth grade what a muffin you got? It could have been fifth grade. I thought he was young. I thought he was probably getting diddled by the producer. I guess it could have been fourth grade, but I think I had been friends with Devin a little longer than that. When did you Star was when probably did you in like meet the fourth grade. Devin. Third grade. When did I meet Devin? Second grade probably for me. He went to grade school with us? Yeah. yeah I played met him. You think? In the third grade? He went to grade school with me. I was in second grade I know, I had, but if I had recess. Devin was pretty under the radar for like two years at least. I don't even remember him until junior high, if I'm being honest. Exactly. That's where I think you met him. Probably through youth group. He went to public school with us. Yeah, I know, but like, probably through youth group. Because that's a much smaller sample size, and we all went to the same youth group. In junior high? Yeah. I don't think I went in grade school. I might have, but I think I started going to junior high. That would be my guess, when Lenny was running things. Yeah, I, uh, I went to youth group for all the wrong reasons. I don't know how many kids went there for all the right reasons. I went there for chicks. I went there for Nickelback. <laughs> you know what that means? No. I went there for all the right reasons. <laughs> Fun with puns, kids. <coughs> I mean, I went there. There was definitely a big portion that was like, yeah, there's chicks there. Well, there's Dude, chicks. There was is... chicks and your friends. Yeah. And Len, when Lenny was doing it, it was there was fun. like 70 people there. Yeah. We used to have to use the main worship room yeah. to just fucking sing songs and rock out, dude, and fucking basically masturbate to Jesus. Shit, yeah. It's we, called church. We used to play Madden. We used to play Madden there. We did like a lock-in thing. Uh, I remember the lock-in. Bro, I beat Devin. So, bro. I beat Devin with the bang. I was the Bengals with Rudy. In NFL Blitz? No. In Madden. I don't remember what year, but this is for reference. That's really crucial. Listen, this is for reference. Okay. The ba- I was the Bengals. Devin- was there Dante Culpepper on the cover? No. Listen, I was the Bengals. Devin, I assume, was the Steelers. I had Rudy Johnson, Chad Johnson, TJ Hishmanzada, Carson Palmer, and... 2005. No. 2004. I mean, probably around 12 or 13, so that's probably about, that's probably about right. I beat Devin by a thousand. Ray Lewis was on the cover. That was 2004. Oh, I think it might have been, actually. Really? I think it might have been Ray Lewis. Oh, no. It might have been uh, It might have been that fucking piece of shit for the Browns who only had one good <laughs> Is year. Is there any other kind? <laughs> Baker Mayfield, shout out. <laughs> for now. Peyton Hillis. Okay. He had one good year for the Browns. Remember the white guy who was like, oh, yeah. Hillis, the Toby yeah. Gearhart of the Cleveland Browns. Also the guy that everybody thinks is black because of his name. Yeah, he was on the cover, I think. So I think that probably was 2003, 2004. Okay. But I was the Bengals. Lockins were fun. I just kept running I-formation and running sweep left or power right. and That's all I want to do in football anyway. Dude, but listen, but since I was just running it and Devin couldn't stop the run, he kept running goal line. But I was running outside, 
So I would just get the ankles, and I would just run for like 70 yards of play for a touchdown. And I beat him like 76 to like 14. And he never figured it out? No, because he kept running goal line because he didn't know anything about – he's told me since then. He was like, yeah, I didn't know anything about football. So I just kept running goal line to stop the run. And I was like, yeah, but I was running outside. But, bro, since that day, I've used that strategy in Madden up until they changed it to where you can't run the ball. Yeah, I would run. Out. I would be the 49ers with Frank Gore. I would run I formation, two tight ends. So there's two receivers, two tight ends. So you got fucking sweep to the left or power to the right. And I would just run that forever, and I would always beat Devin with it. Nothing more fun than beating Devin. Dude, I used to fucking. Oh, I used to beat Devin when the Niners were trash, even. Devin sucks at video games. Dude. I'll tell you what about Devin that, like, helped me realize something that, like, I always wondered if I developed it or if it's just always been there. And you know what that is? Loving to argue. Yeah. Because Devin and I, since the third grade, every conversation is an argument. We, now, I'm going to bring up two things. Both of them, two things after this. Both of them will get him fired up to this day. Number one, well, there could easily be two number ones. The fun one is Gordon Whitehead. <laughs> high school football drama. High school football, where you go? Yeah. yeah. I started a couple games on varsity. Yeah. Well, it's just because Gordon <laughs> Whitehead liked you. So that's number one. But the other potential number one, but we're going to make it number two, is whose lawn was bigger? <laughs> In fucking, like, the fifth grade. For mowing? Yeah. Because I used to say I had to mow a bunch of... Yard and he's like, so did I, and I was like, well, your lawn's way smaller, <coughs> and it was, but now he'll, if you ask him about it, he'll be like, I never made that argument. What I said was, it was like a third the size. Okay. And I go, you're full of shit. <laughs> but also, Heinz Ward can't climb a wall. Oh, also that. I, okay. <laughs> but but to go back to the beginning, you don't know if you develop that from him or if you, it's always been that way. Me, you, and Devin. We'll all ask a question that you answer, and then we'll choose the other side just to have an argument. Yeah. Like, that's something we do all the time. That's why we have bulletproof arguments, obviously. <laughs> like, once we come, once we bring it to the table, it's like, this thing's been battle-tested. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously, we all like to argue. And Devin will argue about the dumbest shit with you, which is kind of the fun. Like, Devin will just argue with you about who the best... Starting lineup the Blazers could potentially have next yeah. year. He'll yeah. argue with you about anything. There's no correct answer, although there is, but there's no correct answer. And so that's the fun. Yeah. I mean, that's like half of what we do. That's more than half. Yeah. We argue Especially about, when all three of us are together. Yeah, we argue about things that have no definite answer. Yeah. And no significance. <laughs> we don't argue about Ukraine. We argue about who the best golfer on the PGA Tour is. <laughs> yeah. Who would play better in a rainstorm? <laughs> I, let's talk about it. Bryson's got the power. You know he does. <laughs> Max Holmes got the attitude. Yeah, but Justin Thomas is pure. <laughs> yeah, but Jordan Spieth's got that really clean playing style. You know Dustin Johnson's going to be numb. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood's going to be somewhere on the fucking front nine still. 
Yeah, but he's probably going to be fucking sinking putts for birdies. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's going to be paying attention because it's Tommy Fleetwood. Meanwhile, Colin Morikawa is just fucking slowly climbing the leaderboard. <laughs> That's that Asian persuasion. It's just what it does. Oh, he's Jackie fucking Chan on the golf course. Jackie fucking chips, baby. God, he's named a lot of golfers. Jackie <laughs> fucking chips. Did name a lot of golfers. Bubba Watson, playing lefty. Reef. Sticky Icky Rigger. Sticky Icky Rigger. You gotta say you're out of Fowler. Let's talk about him for a second. I mean, that's about it. It's about it. done anything. You say his name because it's a fun name. And you'll like him. Bro, that hole in your shirt looks like Florida. It feels like Florida. No, you can't stretch. Don't stretch it. No, see, when you look at it. It looks like a jalapeno pepper. Oh. We should get jalapeno poppers. I love a good jalapeno popper. Remember that time when Bro, people are now Russ bringing... made those twice-baked potatoes that he picked oh, up? Those were fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> was that from the butcher shop? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it was fucking... We had meats and fucking <laughs> Meats and taters. <laughs> yeah. And some salsa. We need to get... Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot what I was going to say because we started talking about meats and taters. Yeah, shit, yeah, dude. That'll get any man off the rails. You like beef. You like beef. <laughs> I like beef. I got a case of brisket love. <laughs> it's a powerful thing. The boys like beef, and that's... That is a fact. That's undeniable if you've ever spent any time with us camping. We like beef, and... And we like it now. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'll be honest with you, I'm thinking about getting wings stopped tonight. <laughs> we, like, we like beef, but we also like quality wings. And Wingstop is quality wings. Yeah. Uh, we're at, this is actually our first paid sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, shout out to Wingstop. Only 5% of the time you get feathers in your wings. This is where the wings stop. And sometimes you get good flavoring. And you, it really depends on the staff often. However, however... Kevin and I now have a usual at Wingstop, They're which is a national yeah. chain, which is fun because you typically don't have a usual at a national chain. You usually you have it at a mom and pop. And we've place. always desired having a usual. It's true. And now we have a usual. This and is what it takes. Yeah, We've done this it. This is what it takes. Because I ordered it online. Kevin walked in. And they're like, you're not Austin. I'm like, <laughs> I'm his roommate. I'm Kevin. They're like, nice. So we got a usual. So we got a usual. If anybody's curious, just it's if you want to have your own at home. Crack. Pot squad on Mondays, though. Yeah, that one night. Holy. Holy fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was mad flavor. Definitely talk to myself at a wing stop for dinner. Well, yeah, mad flavor. I'm in. Flavor, flavor. He's got a big clock around his neck. Yeah, and I'm kind of out. You know what time it is? <laughs> if it's flavor, flavor, it's always time to do some crack. <laughs> Allegedly. That is one man's perspective.
is Ooh, is Flavor Flav still alive? Yes. Confident? Yes, huh? It's a confident yes. I don't know. I talked to him like the other day. <laughs> He's alive. He's alive and kicking. I haven't, I haven't heard from him since he, he married. He hasn't heard from you. I haven't heard from him since he <laughs> married that British actress on that reality TV show on MTV. Who? I don't know. Is she hot? She was old and Ew. white. and Helen like, Mirren. No, less nice, hot. Dude. Yeah, okay. More Flavor trash. In that old box. <laughs> Just one man's perspective. Flav Flav got a roast on Comedy Central. Shit, yeah, he did. He also fucking dated some hot women. Bridget. Probably sold them some crack. Her name was Bridget. Definitely sold them some crack. Is it Bridget Nelson? Yes. Really? Yeah. Didn't he Sylvester married... Stallone marry her, too? Oh, boy. Hopefully Sylvester Stallone got her first, you know what I'm saying? Let's get some information here. Okay. Because. Oh, boy. That seems like a problem. Why? Because one's black and one's white? Uh, no, because there's they seem like such opposite people. Again, not because of black and white, even though those tend to be pretty opposite colors. One is a renowned fitness legend. Fake boxer. Yeah, but got shredded, sure, nevertheless. Steroids. The other one's Flavor Flav. <laughs> He's got a clogger on his neck. You already said it. Flavor Flav! He wears grills. Okay. They got married on MTV. I don't know if it was her, though. It was the British model. Okay. She's technically Dutch. I don't care. I know she's Danish. All I know is they're all white from Europe. Okay. She was married to Casper Winding, Sylvester Stallone, Sebastian Copeland, Raul Meyer, and Mattia Desi. They got married in 2006. They're still married. So oh, yeah. Flavor Flav Flav is coming. There. No, that was it. No. What's she look like? Nah, that's not her. It looks like an uglier version of her. Alright. I didn't take your word for it. That's the last I heard from Flavor Flav. I'm pretty sure you might be dead. Gage. Sold an RV to Brett Michaels. That's pretty dope. That's pretty fun. Uh, oh, here's a fun thing. I got my appendix out. Oh, yeah, removed. It's been a minute since we podcasted. <laughs> out of there. I got my appendix out. It's been a while since we podcasted. That was last week. Two weeks ago. That's true, but it's been a while since we podcasted. Well, that's true. So that definitely true. didn't make the no, cut. No, I mean, those are standalone. That was two weeks ago. That was yeah. very recent. I woke up on a Saturday and I was like, yeah, if you're looking for me, I'm in the ER. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah, I had a really bad pain in my side, so I came to the emergency room. I'm there checking on my appendix. I'll keep you updated. I was like, <laughs> sweet. Cool. Yeah, that was, uh, it was Sunday morning. No. Yeah, because Saturday. Saturday I worked on my album during the day. And then I came out and we oh, chilled yeah, on the couch chilled, for a while. Yeah. You bought dabs for the first time in a while. Woo! And a uh, fresh new dab rig. Yeah. And at 4 o'clock. Tax return. I went to take Joe a nap. Biden. Went taking that. Oh, it was my first weekend off in forever. Yeah. Fucking four. Literally, first weekend with nothing going on. Yeah. Before you went back to Oregon. Yeah. Which is a yeah, whole other mess of problems. Yeah, the weekend before I was going back to Oregon. So, four o'clock, I go in and take a nap. 
Sure. I don't, I don't really sleep. Stomach hurts. But by about 5, 5, 36 o'clock, the pain just keeps getting worse. It gets worse. And it gets worse. And you go, there's got to be a way that I can lay that this is going to go away. I thought it felt like uh, food poisoning at first. And so it just gets worse and worse. Pain gets worse. I get more sick. And then all of a sudden, I start going back and forth between the bathroom and my room. I've set up a camp at this point in the bathroom. But I only spend about six minutes in each room. I go back and forth that often. Why? Because I was just trying to find a place where I might feel comfortable. Did you go outside? I went outside. I tried to lay down in the shower with the shower on. Uh, I tried laying in every single possible position. No pain went away. And then throwing up started. Nice. I probably did seven sessions of throwing up. <laughs> of like five to seven heaves each. Sometimes productive, often not. Yeah, just nothing. Ugh, dry I'm sweating. Heaves. I'm sweating. I'm f- absolutely hallucinating. Just like colors and shit was... Like I was fully... It was wild. Was it kind of fun? No. 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 And then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then I laid down on my bed and I sort of passed out. <laughs> like in and out until the morning. And in the morning, it was still really hurting, but it was a little less. But I was like... I looked up the symptoms for appendicitis. Just had an inkling. They all, every, every single one checked out. Yeah. When you push it on your stomach, it hurts. But when you let go, it hurts more. It's called the rebound effect. Yeah, sure. And so I drove myself to the... The uh, Dennis Rodman. I drove myself to urgent care. Sure. And I went and I said, I think I might have appendicitis. They said, you should probably just go straight to the ER then. Like, I'm back in my car. <laughs> I drove to the ER. Where's that? Uh, over on Bell. So like, where I picked you up? Or where I met you? Where you met, yeah, yeah. That was the ER. Where did you go at first? The urgent, urgent care, care on Greenway. Oh, okay. So like four minutes from the hospital, five yeah. minutes from here. And uh, yeah, get into urgent care, or I get into the emergency room and I say, hey, I think I might have appendicitis. So they go, awesome. Come back here. We're going to take some blood. We're going to put they you in They said awesome. Yeah, huh? they did. So we're going to take some blood. We're <laughs> nice, we got a live one. Get the interns. <laughs> So they sent me back in the room. Luckily, it was a super laid-back day. There was nobody there except for me. It was a Sunday. And uh, so they put me back in the room. <laughs> yeah, accidents don't happen on Sundays. Not in God's country. <laughs> so they God's sat me down country. on a chair. And that would be a sweet drop to have Blake Shelton's God's country play every time we said be, God's country. It'd be sweet to just have as a drop for a lot of things. A lot of things. Continue. So they took some blood, and then they put me in a CAT scan, and then I was sitting there for like 20 minutes, and they come back and they go, you have surgery in 30 minutes. I've never had a CAT scan. What's that? What is that? So a CAT scan, they is like lay the you on a table. You're in a tube? I think that's an MRI or an fMRI. <sighs> the CAT scan is like a table with like a, a big circle that spins around super fast, and it like goes over you or you go into it. It's very much like birth. And then I, they, first of all, they were wheeling me around the hospital. So I was, I could have walked. In a wheelchair? But they were like wheeling me around in a wheelchair. Well, they know better Which than, was pretty they fun. Know if I'm going to be yeah, honest, it's pretty fun. Too. Like, even when I was on the gurney and they're like wheeling me around the hospital, it's like, this is pretty chill. They know better than you. But, uh, 
Anyways, they come back, they go, yeah, you have a, a pretty acute appendicitis. Ooh, and, that is, you got a cute one. Uh, well, I am a Sweeney. And, uh, <laughs> then they, uh, then they go get surgery in 30 minutes. So, went in for surgery. Sure. I don't remember being put out. I just woke up in the post-op room. I wasn't loopy. I just kind of came back like I was waking up. Like, none of it was fun, like some people say. And, I had uh, fun when I came back from my wisdom teeth. Yeah, my dad said he had fun, too. I did not. And uh, Maybe you're too zen. I was in the uh, hospital room itself for, like, I don't know, 30 hours, 32 hours. Kevin came and visited me, brought me my charger and a Dr. Pepper and uh, Reese's peanut butter cup, king let's size. Let's go. He was a good friend. We that day. watched. Uh, we watched a lot of ridiculousness. We watched a lot of ridiculousness. A lot of nurses came in. A lot of nurses came in. One with too much energy. But she got the job done. But she got the job done. Jasmine. And the fucking kitchen thought you were on a liquid diet. I was like, "Fuck you! I already ate a chicken quesadilla." I already ate a chicken quesadilla. So bring up my fucking food. Fucking dipshit. So, but then Jasmine's like, "I'm on it." Yeah. She fixed it for me, and all of a sudden, I had my grilled cheese and my chicken fingers. Yeah. And, oh, no, I didn't order at that time. They had pretty good chocolate chip cookies. Nice. But uh, it's a weird feeling being in the hospital when, like, going to the bathroom requires you to untangle your IV drip and then drag your IV stand all the way over to the bathroom. <laughs> like, am I in a mental hospital? Like, <laughs> what is wrong? I've never had that kind of hospital experience. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's not that bad. Like, it's fine. It's obviously super boring, and you really want to just go home. Yeah. Well, dude, when the guy said that, they would probably release you at, like, 2. Yeah, the next like, day. Yeah. It's like, I'm ready to go now, yeah. so 2 is not going to work. Dude, the next day? I could have worked a full day. Like, <laughs> but they, yeah, they kept me there. and uh, So now, now I've got some cool scars below my belly button and a cool scar directly in my belly button. And I yeah, feel pretty good. Your belly button was bleeding. It was gross. For a my belly days. button was bleeding bad. You just stick your finger in there. You shouldn't. Well, but I'll let you. Think about but the like, Vietnam virus we're going through. That's true. Appendicitis is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, but I went in to the ER originally because it's like I'm flying home on Wednesday to see my new niece. And I, if I am going to go in for surgery, probably better to do it now. And I did, and I basically healed in enough time to get on a plane and go to Oregon. Um, couldn't snowboard. Couldn't snowboard. Trying to go one more time. Today was the first day I did a full workout, though. What'd you fucking... App, like, what'd you, like, what'd you do? I went and I did chest and back. Strenuous? Lots of pull-ups, lots of push-ups. Nice. Felt lots good. of uh, row machine. Felt good? Felt mostly good. I probably, I guess I didn't do a full workout. I probably cut it at three quarters sure because i was like i could feel just a little bit in here so i'm just not gonna push it these are my innards no and so it's out of there i did three yeah but you can develop a hernia super easy <laughs> the doctor that i went to yesterday he was like he's like it's pretty he's, i think he said super low chance of developing a hernia but you should still watch it so i said okay i won't do any deadlifts but push-ups sure. or pull-ups sure so he said I should be able to fully work out in another two weeks, but like, we're basically there. <laughs> I feel pretty good. It's been two weeks. I got two weeks to go. Like, I'm there. 
<laughs> Locked in. Let's get it. Locked and loaded, baby. But uh, mental and dental. That's what they say. Mental and dental. Let's get this bread. So that's what's uh, popping off in my world. Oh, Country Thunder's coming up. Playing there again, but I'm playing with two different bands this time. I worked it out with Coop. I'm playing Country Thunder on Thursday with a Sovereign String Band. Friday, I'm going to work. And then from work, I'm going up to Christopher Creek, staying two nights there, playing three shows. And I'm going to drive back Saturday night. And then Sunday, try to meet up with maybe Hayden for breakfast because he's going to be in town. And I told him I was going to hang out with him. And I intended to. But now I have all these gigs. And so I'm going to have to like meet him up at some different time. But maybe have breakfast with those guys and then go play with Coop, the late night show at Country Thunder. And then go back for work Monday. And that's what you're going to do? Uh-huh. That's what you're going to do? I'm going to do. <laughs> that is your plan? Uh-huh. I really weighed my options. I said, should I say yes to playing on Sunday night? I went with yes. What time on Sunday night? 8 to 9.30. <sighs> get out of there by 10. Hopefully get home by Get then, out of there by 10. I'm hoping to have my new car by then, though, so, like, it'll be a really good test for, like, going up to the mountains and then going all the way down to Florence. So, it's going to be a really busy weekend because i got to go down to Florence for a sort of You're like day. Mark Norman. You're just fucking all over the place, and it stresses Joe List out, and it stresses <laughs> himself out, and it's just like, why do you say yes to everything? I don't know because I because I'm trying to remove every amount of luck that I need by just being there. That's basically what it's come down to. Is I realize luck is really hard to come by, but if you're at that intersection more times than anybody else, there's a good chance you might catch that train. <laughs> Better chance you might get T-bone. Well, yeah, you run a risk <laughs> of burning up, but uh, that's why. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just like you got to put yourself. In the line of fire if you want to get shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just one man's perspective. You have to put yourself in the line of fire if you want to get shot. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. God damn, that's, uh, that's classic. So, yeah, I did weigh about like going down to Florence for that final night. And I was like, you know what? I came here to do music. It's Country Thunder. It's Country Thunder with two different bands when two years ago I didn't play with any bands. And last year I played with one. It's like, let's do it. Let's get this bread. When is Sorry Dental? When is Sorry String Band playing? Thursday night. Because I got to come back for work. Thursday night at what time? I don't know. I still got to figure that out because I may have to leave early from work too on Thursday. <laughs> I figure that out. But what you gonna do when they come for you? Gotta figure out a time in between there to record my album. Sure. (laughs) Sounds like you got a little bit opening on Monday evening. Yeah. Maybe just throw that in there. I mean, you gotta throw it somewhere. But I'm trying to bug. Marauders closed, so I gotta figure out new gigs now. 
But we got the idea of the Dubliner. And then maybe you get start working there Thursday nights. And then I introduce the idea of a Sunday hungover open mic. Yeah. And they got a sweet stage and a good open bar. Like a lot of good comedy hangouts. They got pool. What if every Thursday, like, you do, like, five minutes at the top and then, like, five minutes per break? Then we're both How getting reps. How many breaks are you taking? If it's a three-hour set, I'll probably take two breaks. So you're telling me I'm going to have 15 minutes of comedy? Yeah. But spread up over, you know, three times. You'll be able to sit down and look at your notes again, uh-huh. try out new stuff. Because it's only five minutes. If it doesn't work for five minutes, it doesn't work for five minutes. Yeah, that's true. But, like, maybe we can each get paid, I and then you, you can establish yourself, I and get then free drinks. talk to them about, all right, about, I'll get paid, you get free drinks. Yeah, and then we talk to them about Sunday hangover comedy. I like that. And then maybe I get paid, maybe they just let me do it. I don't care. We should go in there like fucking stepbrothers. Balls to the wall. Either stepbrothers or dumb and dumber in the suits. And talk to them about, we'd like to inquire about your entertainment on Thursday nights. Yes. I think, I think they would go for it. Oh, go they juggle it. I never drop I can't juggle, though. You might want to learn before you do the It's not enough to learn, either. you got to learn to walk. There's a lot. Eye contact while you're juggling. That's big. Eye contact is the key to making a deal. I can juggle the game. I want to learn. <laughs> I really pictured myself as a juggler, per se. Well, <sighs> you're about to be, pal. We should figure that out. That would be sweet, though. The juggler's right there. Yeah. And they got a sweet stage. Yeah. And they usually have a pretty comedy-friendly crowd. Yeah. Especially on a hungover Sunday right before football. What I'm saying. So I say we go over there in the next couple of weeks. Let's go. Talk to them. It's like, hey, you guys need something going on. I've seen your guys' calendar. You guys are really missing a chunk on Sunday night, on Thursday night. Yeah. And then potentially Sunday morning during football season. Well, but we don't bring that up until 40, 50. After we've established ourselves as legends. Professionals. Yeah, we bring the bar back to relevancy. They just like we did bypass bar Romans. Before I forget, remember that book I told you, The War of Art? Yeah. Did you read that yet? No. I read it in the time it took me to fly to Portland and back. Those two flights, I finished the whole book. It's super. It's a super no, quick read. You're a really rapid reader. I'm not that rapid of a reader. It's like a short book, but like you can knock it out in that amount of time. I'm going to read it, I don't know, two, three times a year, so you should check it out. Anybody should check it out. It's a great book for pretty much anybody, but like... Anybody trying to make stuff? It's one of the best. It's the best book I've ever read. I'm just gonna say this: in terms of like creative people, it's the best book I've ever read. Reading is like literally almost impossible for me. I lose interest. It addresses that in the book. I lose interest almost immediately. Sometimes, sometimes the chapters are a paragraph. It's really easy to work through. Sometimes the chapters are a paragraph. That's not. That's just a paragraph. Just because you disguise it as a chapter. Doesn't make it a chapter. Yeah, but you don't you don't lose steam like you do with like just like a long chapter because you go, I'm on to the next subject already. Like it constantly keeps your brain focused. Like that's part of the reason why it's so good and why I was able to read it that quickly. Is cause like 
you always go, I could do one more page or whatever because the pages are super short. So you're just constantly flipping through it. And it's like, I'm building some momentum here. Like, it's a really good book. Super readable. But do you lose, do you lose when you're reading? Do you lose yourself in a train of thought and then have to reread sometimes, everything you just read? Sometimes, but way less because you're focusing on a much smaller amount of text. So the idea is pretty solid. You don't, your mind doesn't really have time to wander as much. But like whatever I read, it reminds me of something. No, well, me too. I have to reread stuff a lot. Oh. But this book, it's your chances are considerably lower than any other book. You can also get the audio book, well, but what, the regular book is right over on our For whatever show. reason, when I read that fucking Holocaust book, well, I couldn't put it down. I think about a lot of funny stuff. <laughs> Dude, too. it was weird because it was it was a guy. It was a psychologist from the perspective of a Holocaust person. Oh man, search for meaning. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, it's so weird. This one's way more straightforward and very modern. Like this one makes sense of it. There's no dissecting of it. It's the most plainly put book. Like, is there pictures? No, but what? it's incredibly simple. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'll check it out. You gotta check it out. You don't have to check it out because it's right over there. You don't even have to check it out. You don't need a library card. You can just grab it. Ooh. Fun weekend activity. We pull all the weeds. We reward ourselves by going to the library, try to scope out some chicks, sure. and get a library card. Ooh. the guy I got to do around here to get a library card. Exactly. Dude, that's... Chicks, they, you just keep that in your wallet. Here's what you do, dude. You keep it in your pocket with like. Drop out your library card and a no, magnum no, condom. No, so no, girls no, no, magnum no dude. This is even better for you, dude. This is even better for you. You keep it just in your pocket with spare chains and a guitar pick, and you just pull it out, and you have a library card, a guitar pick, and a wad of cash. You know that's what I have in my wallet already, right? You don't I have, have a the library card. I know. But I have the guitar pick. But imagine if you had a lot. It's like intellectual. Musical, wad of cash. Money. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then I drop a Magnum condom so girls know <laughs> I have a Magnum dong. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm picking up what you're laying down. <sighs> what are the odds? That way she also knows that I'm safe and I'm definitely clean. Yeah. I keep it in my wallet. Well, they don't work when you keep them in your wallet. Well, these ones do. <laughs> with my, we're crafting especially for you. I keep them with my library card and my guitar pick and my wad of cash. <laughs> but what you gonna do? So that's what's going on these days. I performed comedy with some of my coworkers in the audience. Oh, yeah. That was pretty fun. So, here's what happened. They're very conservative folk. Sure. Christian, uh, though, right? Yep. Like, more than just conservative. like. Yep. Conservative, Christian, very wholesome. And I don't know if anybody who listens to this has ever been to an open mic comedy but they talk about some pretty aggressive. It's aggressive. One guy talked about aggressive. <laughs> talked about kidnapping kids at a, like a local like rundown outlet mall, and it, it just was not. They didn't love that. <laughs> they didn't like a lot of the stuff that happened. 
They liked my set, but I did like my normal set that like you're not that I knew they would laugh at, but it wasn't my have my hard my the heavy hitters give me fired stuff. Yeah. Um. So it went well, but they did not like anyone else. And also, it was at Tippy Tavern. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it gives off a. Is that real... where we went to try to meet Mark Norman? No. But it gives off that was Devil's Advocate. Oh yeah. It gives that's where they do it outside. But it gives off a real Romans dirty dive bar vibe. It's like a dirty dive bar. And I don't think they were expecting to come in. They dude, that's what people at my work don't get about open mic when they tell me they want to go see me. It's like you're gonna see a lot of whatever the fuck people wanna talk about, typically at a dirty dive bar. Or sometimes at like a decent bar, but most of the time is a dirty dive bar with a bunch of comedians. Oh, yeah. Like that's most of what it is. And open mic comedians, like you think about how poorly famous comedians are doing mentally. Yeah. Think about a set of open mic comedians. Bro, there are not many open mic comedians that I've ever met that I would be like, I would like to hang out with Cool and stable. Been, yeah, there have been a few, but they're also... They're out there. Yeah, but, but they're also like me where they don't approach anyone and they don't do anything. Yeah. So it's just like, fuck. Here's the thing, though. If you see another guy or gal, gal's going to be funny, sitting somewhere, and maybe you saw their set and you thought they were good, it might be worth it to go strike up a conversation because you'd probably like it, at least in the comedy community, that they would do it to you. Like, you don't actually want... Like, you don't feel like you want it, but technically you do. So, like, there's you this just guy, be the one to initiate. There's this guy, Zach Allen, that I'm pretty good friends with. Like, we used to go to Copper Blues, and we would all just sit at the bar on the comedy side. You've been to Copper Blues' comedy side? It's got, like, the seats, and then yeah. it's got a bar. We used to just sit at the bar and drink IPAs together. That was where that one guy who hosted that you said might have acid, but then he never did. Yeah, he never came through. But, yeah. What was his name? Tristan. Tristan. Tristan Bolin. That's right. He's actually, like... Pretty popular, pretty pretty good. He's high energy, but like, uh, I remember him having a couple good bets. Yeah, no, he's yeah. I haven't seen him because he I I don't know. He doesn't do, he goes to open mics every once in a while, but he usually shows up late and like tweaking. Sure. So I don't know, but Scotty White. I haven't seen Scotty White in a while. I haven't seen Scotty White since COVID. What about uh, the guy who sells shirts? No. What's that guy's name? Arizona Lou. Arizona Lou. I haven't seen him. That's in, right. I haven't seen him. Bro, that guy used to get so many fucking spots. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Especially if there wasn't a spot, they're like, but we have a special guest, Arizona Lou. And everybody, every comedian is like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm selling t-shirts. We fucking know. Yeah, that guy. I, I think he might have died with COVID. I don't know. Well, at least everybody's got his merch. I should have bought a t-shirt. Should have bought a t-shirt. Now it's vintage. Yeah. Yeah, but there's not a lot of, like, cool guys. I mean, you go to an open mic, even for music, like, you will find a couple more yeah. cool guys, but you're also going to find a bunch of fucking weirdos. And the problem is most of the cool guys don't want to, like, talk and hang out. They want to just kind of chill. Yeah. Dude, there was this guy last time when I went with my coworkers. Um, so I got there before all of them, obviously, because I had to sign up. And I just sat at this front table 
that was six chairs, and there was this other guy sitting there who was a comedian. And every joke he made, like, while we were sitting at the table, was awkward and off-putting. But when he got on stage, he had a really good bit about how he has MCS, main character syndrome. Like, he just views his life as how he's the main character, and he doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. And he had, like, a pretty good bit. But everyone was talking and just, like, chattering over him, and nobody was listening. That's a bummer. But it was fucking solid. It's a good premise. And then I went after him. I just, out of happenstance, we were just sitting at the same table and never met the guy before. Um, I went after him, and I did pretty well because I don't... I've I found a way to kind of control the audience by just like bringing the energy like down mm-hmm. and sitting down and just like because I have to calm myself down on stage yeah because my heart races so I have to like literally just like calm down sit down and just kind of do my stuff slow and it kind of just like brings the audience in because it's usually a change of pace and then I hit them with like a couple good like weird crafty jokes and then i got then i feel comfortable like doing weird shit yeah but i still don't feel comfortable enough to like really say the (laughs) n-word yeah but also like to like i don't know really be like myself like just weird like I, i don't freelance and just get like weird on stage yeah like i and i think that just comes with reps yeah i think there's no other way to get there yeah Unless you're like a Eddie Murphy type. Yeah, where it's just like you're like he was able to do it at 18. He was, like yeah, he was just comfortable on stage at 18. Like what? Ridiculous. The, yeah, insane. But, it, I mean, there's some good there's some good places to go. But I need to, I need to start going to like the improv and like the... Does the Tempe Improv do... They do they do one Thursday or every other Thursday open mic and I think there's like three different shows and the earliest one is seven thirty. Oh wow. And then eight thirty and like nine thirty. But you sign up on Tuesday, but I think you can sign up online. Nice. So then and then you know before on Thursday when you go. Yeah, fuck yeah. So you can like prepare well, that's one, like, if you can get on the list, then, like, you can put it on your calendar. Like, I've got this, this night, I know what I'm going on. Well, and that's a place where, like, it's not only going to be comedians, because it's, like, an actual place where people will go to see comedy. Yeah. It's not just, like, a fucking bar. Yeah. Cause it's an the actual one time comedy I, club. The one time I went to... What's that one on the 101? Um... They just built it, like, right before you get to Scottsdale Road. It's, like, Big J's or something. Rick Bronson's? Rick Bronson's. How, yeah, I went out there for their first open mic, and they were like, everyone gets five minutes, but then so many people showed up, and you only got three minutes. But I did fucking well there. Yeah. Because there was a real audience of people who didn't just, they weren't comedians. Like, the comedians were all in the back, and there was an actual audience up I mean, that's front. those are the open there mics you should comedy. focus on, is the ones yeah. where there's actual, like, regular people. Yeah. Civilians. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like, comedians are cynical. They're not really the people to be testing out your material in front of. No. And, like, any comedian on, like, podcasts and shit, they go, you, ideally, you never really want to play to the comedians. You could tell a few jokes that are mostly for the comedians, but that's but, not your key yeah. to being a good act. Yeah. 
And they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're hard to, like, they don't, they don't give you, like, a laugh, even if you, like, earned a laugh. No, well, because, yeah, they're also they're jealous judging it yeah they're judging and, it based off of their comedy yeah so like there are people when i'm in the audience and somebody tells a funny joke i laugh yeah because it's funny and it's like yeah i don't yeah. care if this guy's funny i don't like i want this guy i'm to happy to see somebody that was funny yeah most of you guys fucking suck. suck yeah like but yeah i need to go i need to focus on places where well, that was that's what was nice about that fucking place with the sports betting. They had the horse races. How was that? Um, Padre Murphy's. They had horse race gambling on the TV. Really? And, yeah. What? And they had like booths where you could like gamble, and they always had a good crowd. But the crowd was very divided between the comedy and the gambling, horse racing, like all that stuff. Those are two pretty big draws. Yeah. And sometimes the crowd was not into it, and all the comedians would just, like, roast that table. Yeah. But they didn't give a fuck because they weren't there for comedy. And nobody would really do anything about it, so. Yeah. Well, the hungover comedy thing. The hungover comedy thing, I that's a brilliant idea. I think it's a complete slam dunk. Gotta do it. I'll be there probably most Sundays. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a great... Those are great. Like that premise. sounds like what I would want to do on Sunday. Yeah, go get a drink because you're hungover. Fucking eat breakfast. See some other people that are hungover do comedy and just fucking talk shit and. That hungover telling jokes vibe, that's a laugh. It's an easy laugh. Yeah, second to none. Yeah. <clears throat> well, should we? Uh, you got a song. I got a song. Should we order some stock? Should we order some stock. The wing stops here. Yeah, that right. The wing literally does stop always at our house. You know, Dr. House has a band. Oh, yeah. Called The Band from TV. I didn't know that. They sing this song. Nice. They might not be The Band from TV. They might be called Band, B-A-N-N-E-D, Band from TV. It's kind of fun. I can't remember. It's one or the other. So true. I pretty much always get what I want. Good for you, Kevin. I'm a straight white man, what can I say? We did a lot more time than I thought. I thought it was like 7 30. <laughs> Hour 38. Oh, wow. It's quicker to 8 15 <coughs> than I thought. It's 8 15? I gotta get blue wings on the way. Yeah. I saw her today at the reception. A glass of wine. Picture of weird fucking body shit. 
Yeah, that's fair. Especially if you've seen the dancing in the street video. This is Sean. He's like if Stephen Hawking could walk. That's not good. Yeah, it's not good, but that's what he dances like. Have you seen the video or the picture of that dude that looks kind of like Stephen Hawking, like in the same position? With a super hot chick as his girlfriend? Yeah. Like she's baby. And she's like, I like him for more than his spinal cord injury or something like that. Like, tell that to your real lover. Yeah. Tell that to John. You harlot. You cold hearted bitch. I guess it makes good disability checks. Speculation, folks. One man's perspective. One man's perspective. Maybe you need to change your perspective. You just want to find. You get what you I'm trying to get 10 or 15. Let's go I mean, I'm trying to get 15 like E5 later, but I probably only need 10. I'm trying to get 15. That's fine. I might eat 15. Who's talking about? You probably will. They see me all night. You can't stop. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's going to come down a lot for that. What's the worst one to get for a season? Because Louisiana 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 Rumble. Rumble. I mean Garlic Parmesan for a second. Because if they don't put the garlic parm, it's just butter. Yeah. But also kind of the same with Louisiana Rub. Yeah. Sometimes neither and it's like dry and it's so Stop to sponsor us. Sure, we're a bit controversial, but we're loyal customers. That's we're putting the Wingstop people kids to college. We're keeping the lights on like a Motel Eight. Got that right. Like you're ripping a vape compared to like back when you could just rip a cig. It's way less cool. Yeah, like if I could just pull out a cig right now and just fucking yeah. light it up. Ball. That's balling. Yeah, these don't have that same fun. No. 
It's just... It's not cool. Don't fucking jam. Yeah. Seacrest out.